Excited for this one. Speak of the devil, there he is right there. Comment section is gonna be fucking lit tonight. <laughs> you ready, Brandon? Alright guys, welcome to episode 8 of the Behind the Bars podcast. Tonight we have a very special guest, he's unlike no other. He do, if you do something, he goes and does the opposite. You ride a K&M, he rides a Polaris. You like Fin Trail, well guess what? He likes Skater Waiters. So let's get the man, the myth, the legend in here right now. BVS Off-Road, or as you are going to get to know him as, Brandon. Let's go. Like that introduction, Brandon? That was that was mint. Uh, da, 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 da. What is up, man? What's up, Brandon? Fuck all. Quite the introduction. Thanks. I thought it was pretty accurate. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank What's going you for, on? Thank you for being happy. Mr. Happy is actually Mr. Happy tonight. Yeah, I know. A few of these does the trick. <laughs> Where's the Dr. Pepper at? It's here. Just chilling. <laughs> of course it is. Ready to go. <coughs> How was the weekend, bud? Uh, I'm really hungover. I had a work Christmas party last night, and I'm getting a little older, so... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be feeling that one for a, a good week. But uh, other than that, it was good. What about you? Uh, not too bad. Didn't much think of much going on. Just a little hockey today. Other than that, took it easy. Washed my bike, actually. It sat here dirty for a few weeks because it got cold. But I did the same that, thing. It got stuck. I mean, we went from warm weather to cold weather real quick and then kind of back to seven degrees a little bit the last two days. So I was able to get it done. But I'm done for the season pretty much. I don't have much more riding. Maybe in the next week or two, if that. But I got to start taking it apart soon. Go over some shit. You know, as Dan would call it, the yearly uh, Polaris shakedown. <laughs> no, I but, tried to I tried to wash mine the other night. But I'd, like, spray it off. And I'd go to wash it. And then it would turn to ice. So I wasn't making any progress. So finally, we had a nice day down here today. And I finally... Got the old girl cleaned up, too, and I think she's going to be parked for a little while because uh, cleaning in the cold just don't work. <laughs> Trying to find the right day to do it, right? And yeah. you don't get one. You're pretty much fucked. So. But I don't so, like working on a dirty bike, so. Yeah, exactly. So, brother, uh, let's start out with your name, where you're from, what you do for a living. Uh, my name's Brandon from Canada, Ontario. Ontario, Canada. I work at Ford Motor Company. Um on the side, I do paint polishing and paint correction for automotive vehicles or pretty much anything. Um, other than that, that's what I do for work. Uh, I live in a small town called Smithville, about, I don't know, 20,000 people with that. 
farm country, a lot of chicken farmers like you and turkey farmers and anything, cattle, anything you can think of pretty much. But that's actually not too far away from most towns. Like I'm five minutes between Grimsby, which is a main, not a main city, but it's a smaller town with everything I need. I mean, Smithville has the essentials and then Hamilton, which is a big city about 10 minutes down the other way. So gets me out of the main busy parts and just keeps me on my own and a lot of ATV trails up here, which is the main reason why I want to come up here. So, I mean, I grew up with uh, one of my uh, buddies that lived up here. His name's Cody. He's the one that essentially got me into this to begin with. He, uh, he always had me up here and that's what made me want to get an ATV to begin with. So kudos to that because without him, I wouldn't know any of these trails. So, and I have the SO6 guys down here once in a while. They, they seem to like it, but it's a lot of deep ruts, so to speak, a lot of, uh, high centering so mm. once you ride my trails you understand why i did what i did with my bike because once it's too low you just it's, you get hung up too easily in these trails sounds like where i'm from that must be like a farm country thing because that's the only reason why i build my bike up higher because <clears throat> if you don't have bigger tires than the last guy that went in before you you're just going to get high centered and you're done anyway so you kind of have to have the biggest tires around uh, it's actually, these roads are weird. They're like, they're beside main roads. They're like old tractor roads from back in the day. And then it went from that to a lot of four by four trucks riding up in these trails. That's why the ruts are so big. Cause my buddy Cody and a couple of other guys named Nick and stuff, they all had their huge lifted truck and used to get out there and go get stuck with those. So dug out the ruts and now there's awesome ATV trails. And once they fill up with water, they're like, they said clay, but they do the job. We have fun out there. So what do you do at the, the Ford Motor Company? Like, what, what's your, like, job, your specific job you do there? Um, yeah, my buddy just said Dutch Lane. He knows what it's like. He lives around here. Um, I'm actually – I started there about 10 years ago. I work on the line. <coughs> first. Uh, we build cars. We build two of the SUV models for Ford, uh, putting parts on cars. I mean, it is what it is. It pays well. But to have the right, mi- the right mindset to do it is not, – it's not for everyone. But from there, I moved up to uh, running for union rep for about 300 members that work there. So I've been doing that and hopefully doing it full time in the next few months when elections come up. So I'll be running for the full time position after doing alternate for six years. So that'll be good because it's no more line work, no more bullshit. It's just dealing with my, the people from day to day, dealing with their bullshit, basically. But it got it overtime, pays well. I get to do what I got to do and saves my body from getting hurt on the line. And yeah, it gives exactly. me more time to do what I got to do at home because with, with my side business. So, oh boy, these guys in the comments are ridiculous. I don't even want to go through them. Don't. <laughs> it'll, just, it'll, <laughs> just, it'll just distract you. These guys are nuts. I can't even. Oh man, the boys are going up. Marty's hilarious. But yeah, that's what I do at Ford. And I mean, uh, third generation there. My grandfather worked there. My dad works there still. He has a solid 44 years in there. So. He's almost on his time to retire and start enjoying his life. So other than that, man, I grew up in a small town of Grimsby. That's, I mean, we live about 40 minutes, 45 minutes to Toronto, about 35, 40 minutes to the Buffalo border. So it's a good area. It's a good area for ATVing. All the Niagara area where all of us are from have a lot of sweet places. Like we all have our own little local spots that we all – I mean, when we get out riding, we all uh, travel to. So it's always something different for us. And then we travel up north, of course, and see Call and those guys during the nicer weather for the skeg rides. But we only get that about maybe, if we're lucky, three to four times a season. 
And Colin's but, gone now. I don't know how long yeah. he's gone for, but he oh, pees the fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gone. He's testing out the waters out west. But, I mean, the guy didn't like working three, four hours from home, so I don't know how he's going to do across the country. But I hope it works out for him because it's good money. And if he can find a life out there, then so be it. I mean, got to go where the money makes, man. I mean, worst case, just travel to Saskatchewan or Alberta, go see him. Good riding up there anyways, and it makes it worthwhile. There's a lot of good people out that way, too, that are huge in the scene, right? It'd be cool to ride with those guys once in a while. But So what made you that? get into the whole uh, ATVing <clears throat> scene? Did you start out when you were a kid, or did, was it like what you said with the, your buddy Cody there? Uh, I actually started out on dirt bike, man. I, uh, what did I have? I had a CR100 or XR100, I think, back in the day, and I went to a 120. No. What was that? I don't remember what it was now. CR100, I believe, or XP100. Anyways, rode the shit out of that for a bit. Uh, when I first moved to the house my parents live at, it was all subdivisions, like, getting built. So, it was, like, dirt everywhere. So, that's, that's what got me riding. A couple guys down the road. Cody, actually, that I've known from a young age, he had a dirt bike, and that's basically where my interest ever came from. And then from there, I went to a street bike. I bought a Suzuki road bike, rode that for a year, and unfortunately went down on that. So after that, I kind of sold it and just chilled out for a bit. And then Cody sold me one of his ATVs once I moved out here into the country, and I kind of got back into it. And then my neighbor was huge. In the, actually, my neighbor's a wicked rider. He had a Can-Am XP1000, and he rode the shit out of that machine. And I got together with him and three of a few of his boys, and we used to go up north for a few road or uh, ATV trips every once in a while, three, four times a summer. They're they're dads, right? So they can only get out so much. I mean, I know I'm sure you can relate to that. Um, but yeah, from there it grew. I met Max and a guy from work named Dan Campbell, and he introduced me to Max, actually, a guy that owns Life or works for our Life Outdoors. Plays a huge part in, I mean, our scene out here. He supplies a lot of the parts and so on with a couple other stores around too, but he does very well for himself. Um, he got, actually met him and I met all the guys through him because he used to host rides when he lived close before he moved uh, closer to his job. So from there, one ride turns to two, turns to three, turns to four. And next thing you know, you're just buddies with all these guys and I'm stuck with these fucking guys. <laughs> They're great guys though. I mean, I can't complain. I mean, they run their mouth a lot, but that's okay. They're always there when I need them. And I'll be there for them because they're cool shit. So, so I'm going to ask the question that everybody in this room is probably dying to ask you. What made you go to a Polaris over a Can-Am? So, like, what made you do that? Because there's not many. Like, you're one of the very few who has built a Polaris high lifter to what yours is today. What did I do to do to a Polaris? I don't really know. Um, when I'm looking for something, I do my research. I mean, clearly my friends are going to say my research was shit because I bought a Polaris, but I don't know. I like the look of it. I like how it's mud ready. Um, I wasn't so, what's the word, educated as I am now on machines and upgrades and all that kind of stuff. And I really, I really looked up to two guys, uh, my buddy Marty out of Florida. I found his page way back when, talked to him all the damn time about before I even had Polaris. Cause he's a guru. He's, he's a big shop out there that fixes upgrades, everything you want to do to custom bikes or from your basic shop. You know what I mean? So he does uh, a lot of that. I talking to him, I got interested in his bike cause it was lifted and all that looked awesome. Everything, yeah. everything basically I wanted to do. He had already done. 
sick powder coating, custom bumpers, custom lift, custom everything. Got built motor. This this machine was awesome. And then I also met Adam Black Mamba out of Sudbury. He built that black and green high lifter. And then between the two of those, I was sold, man. Mm. So I went and got myself a high lifter because that was available. And I went from there. And then between talking to my neighbors and just researching stuff, I found one upgrade and one upgrade led to the next. And next thing you know, I'm where I'm at. But that all stems from the car scene. I started young in trucks and cars and customizing all that stuff. And, I mean, I really could never leave anything alone. I was always doing something to whatever I owned or bought. Or I mean, it got expensive, but <laughs> I was a kid and I didn't really care. So, but, yeah, I got a couple mini trucks that I cruise around, but I kind of grew out of that. And then just kind of led into right into ATVing again. I mean, had right people there at the right time. And next thing you know, I was back on a quad. So that was the main thing. I didn't want to go two wheels again because if I take a big spill again, it won't be too well. I have a – my one arm is all messed up from breaking it. So I got reconstructed. And if I take a bad fall again, I'm scared it's just going to be too much for it. Maybe not be functioning ever again, right? So, well, that's what the last thing the doctor said is to be careful. Don't break it again. So. So you kind of, you, you started out like I did. Like when I started out, I had no idea about any bikes or anything. I only bought the K&M because it was mud ready. And I knew I liked mud. So I just, I didn't even do any fucking research. I mean, if I did research, I wouldn't have bought a 650. So, <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're just like me. You didn't really know what you wanted until you started getting into it. And then you just started building it to how you wanted it. I knew what size I wanted. I mean. My neighbor had Outlanders. His buddies all have Outlanders. They all told me, go Can-Am. I, I just like, wanted to be a little different also. I want something different. But like I said, everyone here had Can-Ams, but everyone I knew <coughs> talked to online all drove Polaris. So it was like, I don't know. It just, that's, I just got directed that way from the beginning. And I kind of stuck to it and just went with it. Went with it, and here I am. I mean, it does okay. I've ridden Renegade. They're wicked. I got nothing bad to say about them. I mean, they have a different source of power. But from riding both, I would say I'll take mine in a mud hole any day of the week over Renegade. But that skeg field and trail riding, I can't match that Renegade at all. Yeah. I mean, the speed, the grab, the, like it's that bike is wicked. I love riding Collins. I've ridden Dan's. I've ridden a few of the guys in the group, Mike's. It's just, it's got a different feel to it than the Polaris, 100%. But you buried those bikes, I'll take my Polaris any day of the week. It's built for it. I have fun with it. I don't like to get stuck often, but I do. We all get stuck. But I got I wish I got out more this summer. I did more in the last few years before this summer because COVID and no one was really doing anything. So I got to ride a lot more. But I think I did more skeg trips and mud rides this year. My bike was down for a good month there because I, I don't know what happened there, but I lost a power wire through the harness. Mm -hmm. So trying to find that was one of the hardest things. But my buddy Max came over. And we figured it out and got through it. He got me back up and riding. It took a while, but once we searched the only really spots we could be, we figured it out. It was the ignition wire, actually. But, but yeah, I'm happy with it. I would, if I could go back, I wouldn't change my mind. I'd still buy a Polaris because I've enjoyed upgrading it and playing the trial and error game with it, finding the weakest links and just making it stronger going forward. And not breaking. I mean, I had a good season. I didn't really break much. My last biggest break would have been my steering stem from Jay's parts last summer when I had to get my bike towed out of Lingham. Other than that, I've really only had small issues. Maybe battery. Had to get my bike jumped a few times because my battery's 
drop the cell. So once I replaced that, that went away. A couple of loose tie rod days, nothing major, man. It was actually a good two se- good season and a half without breaking anything major. So in your front bumper. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> when we pulled you out of the skeg, my front bumper took a took a shit. So just had to replace that. Actually, forgot all well, about that. We're similar in that sense. Like our bikes are both like boats. Like they're just they're heavy and massive, and they're just. Yeah, it's not. They're not renegades at all. Fucking Marty, you need to relax. <laughs> Tress is actually being pretty uh, quiet and maintained tonight. Usually, he's the one that doesn't shut up. Yeah, that's okay. Chris likes to bug me every once in a while. Super soft riding high lifter ATV. Yeah, I, I ride it softly. I mean, I don't even ride it that much to be honest. Not so as much I'm, as I would like. I wish I could do it for a living, man. That'd be wicked, but that's kind of. Not realistic for me right now. <laughs> I just ride for fun, so. I mean, that, I think that's everybody in this chats or in this room's goal is the one day 100%. just like, just ride for a living. Just, oh, I got to go to work today. Oh, shit. That means I got to get up and ride my fucking ATV and make videos of it. Like, that'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ATV makes his way around. He makes his way around to a lot of different rides and. Always has a new footage up going for it. It's pretty cool. He does good for it. I mean, Colin used to be huge on the YouTube and all that, but he never really goes go anywhere. He just rode around his area. That guy doesn't like to leave home. <laughs> but he still made some good, good uh, content. As he so. drives 40 hours away. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm surprised he actually went. But other than that, man, I like to say the guys in my group, they actually pushed me to go this further every time. I mean, there's never really any competition with those guys. I, the only person I really will compete with is myself. I always like to outdo what I've already done and try and do it better or make it that much detailed in the, make down to the detail. I mean, making it better every which way I can, stronger, unbreakable. I mean, we all break eventually, but I mean, the little things. But actually, I'm not going to lie. There's one person we compete with. It's Mike. <laughs> I love going at it with Mike. We have a good time with it. We joke around. He means well. But it's always entertaining waiting for his reply when we bug each other over. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of the YouTube videos when we're just talking shit about each other, pretending yeah. to be one another. We have a good time with it, so that's funny. But That's the one thing I loved about your group when I was down. There's competition, but it's friendly competition. Like, oh, you got 32 assassinators? Well, fuck you. I'm going to go get 36s. And then you're constantly battling <laughs> with each other, but... It's, it's all in good like you just want to you guys help each other out like whatever you can do to grow each other or help each other out you're there for you don't get jealous of one another because one's getting more things than you or one has a nicer bike than you you're all just live <laughs> one thing i will say is the amount of people i've met in the last like i say i bought my bike in 2018 uh, I had my, uh, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say this, my Articap Mud Pro before that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did its well, it did its, it did its purpose. Ran into a few issues with it, but it, it was fun. A good entry level, back getting back into it. But uh, the amount of people that I've met since then is crazy. I mean, the most people, the people I hang out with now are people I didn't know four years ago three years ago. Um, I mean, I hang out with the select few buddies that I grew up with. Uh, my buddy Mike, my buddy Ryan, they come over every once in a while. And I mean, 
we always talk about it. Or they'll ask questions. Or my other buddy Ronnie's into customizing stuff too, but uh, so he always understands and like encourages it, which is always good to have a friend like that. Tells me to spend money. Um, but no, just in the just in the Ronnie community alone, the amount of people I've met is actually insane, and a lot of cool people. I haven't had a problem with anyone, and it's always cool watching young people and older generations hanging out, riding, sharing the same passion, helping out when we can. I mean, sometimes you get out there and you kind of just forget that there's other people around and you just get into the riding and then you're like, oh shit, like my friends are stuck. Maybe I should go help them. Or you just ride by them first and then you go back and help them. I mean, you'll find us. Oh, you have to, you have to ride by them first. Like you got to rub it in their face a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, when was it? The last kick field, we're riding through Candy Mountain. I got Joe behind me and this guy is just throwing water down my back. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was it was like a fuck off moment, but it was, I laughed at it later. It was just, it was too funny. Or even with Mike and Brian or them, and when you're stuck in the skag and they just come ripping by you and you get a face full of skag or from Dan, even, I don't know. It's, 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 it's laughable. I mean, there's nothing to get mad at. It's just, you're stuck and they, they show you they're not. That's what it's about. Speaking of old though, where <laughs> is Mike tonight? I haven't seen him in here. I don't know. I'm, he's probably playing dad or doing something with his, his kids. Cause if he's not usually on here, that's what he's doing. So uh, do you have any more big plans for your bike? I mean, I don't I can't really, I know what you're kind of doing behind the scenes, but any, like for that current bike you have, is there anything you have planned for it that is, is coming well, up next? Where it's at right now, I've pretty much touched absolutely everything on it, minus the motor and the frame. So last little while I've been we're working on a spare frame, getting it fully gusseted and um getting it ready for a little bit more power i sent a motor out to or an engine out to english engines out of the states he uh did his magic on it he's one of those engine gurus for players he does very well um he built this thing up pretty good so i'm interested to see what happens so i'm just waiting to get some powder coating done on the frame and then i can start, start swapping everything over from my bike now over to that and then getting that into tuning and everything else they need to do on the dyno getting it ready for the spring hopefully it's just finding the money to do it is the problem work's been slow so just uh making the bills and saving what extra money i can and christmas, christmas is coming up too right i mean i'm in no rush i'll leave my bike together until that other frame's ready to go so people have been bugging me guys keep bugging me my they all bug me in the group saying i'm scared of power whatever it may be well that's actually just jay but it's just Spending the money when I can, man. I live I live in a house by myself, so it's not the easiest thing to pay for. Yeah. But, I mean, there's always something to do. And if you – I don't know if you follow my buddy, Bad Company ATV at all. I'd have to he, look no, and see if I do. <laughs> he's got some wicked-ass side-by-sides, man. He's got a Defender that's lifted. And, I mean, talk about always something to do. That guy's finding something to do always with that machine. So it's pretty wicked. It's something to look at. He's got also a, a lifted razor that he's done a lot of work to. Um, check those out when you can. Bad Company ATV. He's really uh, got something going on over there with that Defender. Pretty sweet. Pretty for what it is around here. I mean, you don't see much of that. So the only other person doing big lifted side by sides are pretty much King Boss Squad. Yeah, <clears throat> and definitely in the Canada region, there isn't that much. You go down to Texas with the oil money. You got a you got a lot of competition down there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I 
I can only do so much, man. I've, if I went any bigger, it would just be pretty much pointless to me from where I live. It's already getting pretty big for where and what we do. So hopefully the power of the motor gives it a little bit more oomph. Uh, the last guy that had one of these motor built, he was pushing 100 to the wheels. So we'll see what I can get. Um, anything over 90, I'll be happy. I mean, I'm not trying to be the fastest bike. I'm not trying to be the best bike. I just want to be what I want to build. And I want it to work. I want it to run. I want it to be reliable. I mean, building a motor isn't really the most reliable thing, but at least if I can have it running right, that's that's a plus. So we'll see. Go from there. And then with whatever's left over, I'm going to build up another bike and just sell it, probably make some extra money, put it back into whatever. Because I have enough parts to build a second high lifter now. So now everybody in the chat, say hi to Ugly Mike or Old Mike. He has finally come out of the closet, and he is now in the chat. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Chris, what are you talking about? Actually, he's right. I don't live in a house alone. I love a sweet little dog. If I can turn this around. Hey, that's my boy. That's uh, that's who I live with right there. <laughs> then that's then Mike, Mike's wife's inside waiting for you. No, don't talk about <laughs> that. Be nice. None of that. None of that. Oh, yeah. I have so many parts. Easy. These guys are hilarious. I'm just reading some of the comments quick. So let me ask you, how is how do you enjoy your experience down here compared to oh, living out east? I'll be back. Every it's gonna be a, definitely a yearly or twice a year thing now. I mean the drive wasn't that bad. So and now that Dilly will be twenty six next year. In order to drive my truck and be covered, you had to be 26, and he's only 25, so I had to do the whole drive there and the whole drive back, and it was awful. But, oh, we could do that trip easy in a day if both of us could drive and one could sleep. So, no, we'll definitely be back. Hopefully in the summertime for a skag run, uh, there was an Augusta thing we were talking about, uh, some type of event that we wanted to go to, and then, yeah, Saskatchewan in May. You're actually going to make it all the way up, right? 48-hour uh, drive. We already got – our uh, Dylan has the dates off, and I have the dates off, and everything's already planned with Asta, so <clears throat> I mean, it's just a matter of going there. unrealistic. It's probably a cool experience to do that. I would like to do that if any of the boys would. Um, something to plan, though. That's not – my guys like to do everything last minute. I mean, I can ask about a ride on a Monday, and they'll be asking on a Saturday morning who's riding. I mean, Marty gets pissed off about that every week, and it's funny because it is what happens every week. Someone can say Monday, you might get one or two people saying, and then Saturday morning, it's like, yo, where are we riding? What time? Who's going? Where are we unloading? What are you crushing over there? Yo, you okay? I mean, I haven't seen you hack a dart yet. I just put one out. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, I've had two. I've just been talking away. Sorry. No, I oh shit. <laughs> so no, I definitely do not have enough followers to be riding with Asta. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know who that would be. Would that be Chris? Who said it on SO6? Yeah, it's no, definitely yeah, Chris. That's, that's definitely Chris. You I could mean, come, Chris, but you don't ride, so I don't know how the fuck you'd get there. He rides. He rides the hell out of his quad. I mean, I tell Chris this all the time. His Renegade is one of my favorites. 
and he rides the shit, I think, when he does ride. But, I mean, him and Brian, those two on the camera, all the damn time. I mean, for them to give up time to ride – or, sorry, give up their riding time to take pictures and photos and videos or whatever the hell it may be, those guys are wicked. I mean, we appreciate that more than ever. And then they have Gardner's Garage who comes out to all the skeg rides and takes wicked pictures of everybody. I mean, for people to do that's pretty sweet because that's time out of – that's free time. Well, not really. That's their free time, and they're using it on everybody else. So, plus their time editing and all that other stuff. So, I mean, appreciate you guys. I know you're both here. So, and if you want to oh, pay Marty, to have pictures done either. like that, there's Marty too. Marty takes wicked ass photos and pictures, also and videos. He he, you don't see him as much though because he's always in his side by side now. He's too scared to ride his renegade. Um, that's my theory, anyways. But uh, <laughs> if you wanted to pay for pictures that they take, you'd be you'd be broke <laughs> oh hell man <laughs> shit they say or like what marty does for a living he does realtor pictures right so he can he can make good money off everything so it's crazy that they they do it for free that's why i said that's why i appreciate it every time a sweet picture of me comes across because i mean no one else is taking pictures and then i mean you might make the odd gopro i mean i find myself saying something stupid on dan's gopro or brian's gopro or mike's gopro i don't know yeah, you just I'm always you always have to watch for that red light and just watch what you're saying. <laughs> just look for exactly. that red light in front and of the GoPro. And I do it to Dan all the time, and he always catches me doing something stupid or saying something stupid, and it's like, ah, your fucking GoPro's going, damn it. <laughs> or I'll, or he won't tell me, and I'll see it later on in like a video, and I'm like, oh, he caught that on video, didn't he? But <laughs> those guys are always up to something. It's hilarious. So I'm glad I met those people. They're good people. They, uh, and I met them at the right time, too. So life was really weird when COVID hit here, man. We weren't doing much of anything. There wasn't much going on. But those guys were always riding. It was pretty sweet. And then it kind of faded off a bit as everything came back. But I think we did pretty well this summer as a group getting together. We did mm -hmm. quite a few trips out up to Northbrook. And, I mean, I didn't get out well and way where they live enough. But that's okay. It dries up a lot here between June and end of August, so the riding is very minimal. So they all have sea dews. All of them. Every single one of them. SO6 all has sea dews. <laughs> and next year is going to be all sea dew riding of them, everything, every day, every weekend. It's going to be hilarious because even a couple guys bought some new ones, so that'll be exciting. I don't know how people have the time. Like, I couldn't have two summer toys. Like, I couldn't even have a motorcycle with this thing because, I mean, how would you find time to ride both? It, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that would take way too much time out of the ATVing scene. Hold on. What's on say? Redneck Princess ATV. Cody. Oh, she said this to you. Cody, my nephew wants to ride with you, but he says you curse too much. <laughs> I'm trying to be more PC. Shane is not happy with me because I made him start beeping out my swear words and my YouTube videos. And, like, every second word, just beep, 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 like a fucking tractor's backing up. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> I don't even know. One sec. So do oh, you like mom. wintertime? You do, like, wintertime riding, Brandon? Or are you more just straight summer, kind of hibernate in the wintertime? My mom's watching this. Hey, mom. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't really like riding in the winter, man. I, only reason, though, is because when my arm broke, I had surgery, and I have metal plates and screws in my arm. So once it gets too cold, it gets very uncomfortable out there. I mean, I used to love 
winter snowboarding. I could any time of the day. I used to love it, but after that, it was kind of just out the window. Because once my arm gets cold, the rest of my body gets cold, and I'm not warming up after that. Or if it gets to a point, my nerves get all weird, and I can't even hold the throttle. So I, and I, I went out once, <clears throat> and trying to ride back, I'd use my left hand. I was like, I'm never doing this again. So once it gets like below zero, I'm kind of out, not really interested. And then on the second part of that, trying to wash it afterwards too. I'm just never really been into it. So I like to ride March to November, give give myself a break. So this year I have a reason though. I mean, I'm hopefully going to be swapping everything over soon enough to the new frame and motor and get that going. So I have a ride at my place April 7th. So I got to be ready for that. And like I said, it's not happening until everything's ready to be sitting there ready to go. So I can do it all in a day or two or maybe over a weekend or something. And then take it to either Niagara Dino or Life Outdoors to get dynoed and set up properly. But a little bit at a time, man. I mean, I'm not rushing it. It's already been a year. I sent the motor out last summer. So, am I laughing at the comments? Snowman. <laughs> Yo, snowman, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, he likes guys. He's just joking. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Embarrassing. <laughs> So is it your bike going to be ready for the 2023 season? Like, that's your plan? So, like, your new yeah. bike is going to be fully yeah. ready for that 2023 I would, season? I would like to, yeah. Yep. But, I mean, like I said, I can't I can't see what work does. So, if we stick, keep it going, like, all the port shortages around, right? So, we're making do now. We're running pretty good. But if we don't keep working, then, I mean, first thing to take a hit or the quads or the stuff I spend money on, right? I mean, I got to pay for the house and food and any board any bills before anything else right so that comes first my mom would kill me if i was spending money on other things and <laughs> going in debt or something stupid like that so no i gotta keep it good and uh just ride it out because in two years work will be going pretty good again because we'll be i guess we're doing a transition over to electric vehicles after next year so we're gonna be down for like eight to ten months they say to renovate the whole plant and then when we come back it'll be like crazy take off with the whole new electric vehicle thing which whatever as much as i'm not a fan of them I and mean, that's kind of my career so i kind of have no choice but to be happy about it but i'm not really in that sense because i don't ever want to drive one so but we're all gonna be forced to eventually apparently so we'll see what happens i heard you know, yeah right? i even heard that with the bike scene like uh there was an article on brp like they're in the next few years, they're switching over to completely electric or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't and even that, know what to do. That, that makes suck. me want to cry. <clears throat> that would suck. Imagine they made a Renegade all electric. I mean, if it was like a Tesla and had that type of acceleration, that'd be sick. To have that much, like, you know, acceleration on a ATV, like you're driving an R1 or a sled. But they'd have to do something with the exhaust system to make it worth it because... I can't be driving around a sewing machine. What are they going to do? Put a speaker on it so it sounds like there's Something, a man. I, <laughs> that's the best part about riding. Like when you crack on that throttle and you hear the roar behind you, that's like the most exhilarating part for me is just hearing that tone of your exhaust just giving it. Yeah, that's what electric vehicle or ATV will never suffice. It won't do it. It won't be the same. It'll be way too different. And it will, I, even if we'll be able to do the same thing, I highly doubt it. 
<laughs> Yo, <laughs> Renegade, you are the or Renegade Roots. You are the better looking Mike. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is awesome. Yeah, you, you met you met Jay, yeah? Oh yeah. Sure you met, yeah. <laughs> He's one of my favorite for sure. He's my homie. What's up, Jay? And his brother uh, is uh, the other ruse, right? Uh, uh, yeah. The, the police officer. Yep, Jason and Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, so, his, he's uh, jealous of my mustache. Guy. Who, Jeff? Mm. I mean, pretty disgusting, but <laughs> I'll leave it up to you guys to decide. But not, uh, yeah, Jeff's got that wicked ass one. Uh, Outlander, sorry. He's one of the only guys in our group that has one. He, uh, I think it's huge. Like it makes my bike look small. Four inch portals, three sevens. I think it's a beast. Have you ever seen that? Th- if you if you see that thing in the mud, it just tears ass, hundred percent. One of the I'd like bikes. I'd like to see it in the mud, not the skag. The skag, he's, I mean, pretty, he's at a pretty big disadvantage, but he still I can imagine he still that. Goes. Oh he yeah, still goes. I mean, I'll give it to him for the size of that bike. I mean, I know what it is trying to push my bike through that shit. So kudos to him, especially with Amanda on the back too. She holds on for dear life. Yeah, and gets whiplash. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that was insane. That looked like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, she definitely took a good hit there. But um, yeah, no, I mean every everybody in the group is a little bit different with their machines, and it's pretty cool. That's what makes them all their own unique or their own person. I mean, you talk to Dan, you talk to Brian, you talk to Mike, you ask them the same question, you're probably gonna get a different answer, unless it's something generic that you all basically agree on. But if you're doing something like overall look or overall upgrade or stock, I mean. Dan's all natural. Dan likes a stock motor, and he just sends it with that thing, man. He loves it. And then Brian went all out with his Hulk, one of my favorite builds, also. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool if you've, uh, if no one, if any of you haven't seen it, check out Mudden for Parts. His Renegade's pretty badass, especially if you have kids. They'll be one of their fan favorites, guaranteed. With the Hulk theme, with the blue and the green, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And then Mike, Mike is always pushing the limit with his Renegade, so. It's cool to watch what he does with that. A lot of people, with him and Jay now doing motors for everybody over here with their mod shop, that's pretty sweet. It's cool to see everyone in the scene getting involved and doing something different. Or, Well, I mean, they're all doing a lot of the same things, but they're all doing it, and everyone's just trying to keep up with each other. But at the same time, everyone's friends. Everyone has a good time, and it's just like – it's pretty cool. It's, it's different in a sense of everyone learning from each other. I mean – how many people message Mike or Dan or how many players people I've talked to about, Hey, what did you do for this? Or how do I fix this problem? And I've never messaged anyone and gotten like a bad vibe or like a leave me alone. I'm not here to help you kind of person. I mean, uh, first that my buddy Marty from the States, he helped me through almost every problem I ran into until you eventually learn everything yourself and tear it apart once. Um, you kind of got you kind of got to lean on other people, and there's a lot of guys lean on the guys in our group, and that's good. And there's a lot of people to lean on in the whole scene individually. I mean, there's always somebody doing something crazy, or mm. that knows what's going on, so to speak, right? So it's good to see that. It's like I said, it's you get the whole range. You get everyone, kids from 16 to, and you got guys in their 40s, 50s doing this, right? So the fact that they all just pass it along is pretty cool i mean skegtober was insane the amount of people that just come out and just hang out and ride and say what's up 
and the amount of money they raised for our, uh, our buddy's family was pretty crazy. So, I mean, we appreciated that more than anything. So I'm sure I speak on everybody's behalf. They thank you for sure. Cause, um, that fan was going through a hard time and it's sad that we lost one of our riders, but, um, to see everyone come together for that was pretty cool too. So that's, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. People that don't even know all of us or yeah. they just see us on Instagram, they all come out and just, they did good. It was pretty sweet to see that. Jay and Neville hammered it on the hamburgers and hot dogs that day. And it was pretty good. Everyone, everyone paid, everyone did their thing. So it's pretty cool. With no bullshit, no problems. And buddy, and even I got to give a shout out to the six or nine guys that sold a bunch of jerseys and gave their profits or some of their profits over to Jay as well for the family. So mm. it's pretty cool. And if I missed anyone else that donated, thank you. Just, it was pretty sweet of all of you. So. And I was saying right. to, uh, I was saying to Grim that you guys should kind of keep that going every year and like, I don't know, donate it to a charity, like the funds or I don't know, something like that because Everybody needs food when you're riding in the skag. I mean, and that food was absolutely delicious. So, I mean, even if they wanted to keep that going and, like, do it in, do it in Gambler's name, you know what I mean? So, that'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, we, the boys have talked. I'm sure I think we're going to set up a ride that's going to be, like, a yearly thing, hopefully. Um, maybe, like, a memorial ride and just do some sort of donations and food again, right? And whatever comes in, comes in and go from there. But I want to do – last year we had a ride at my place on the Good, Good Friday, and it turned out to be pretty decent amount of people that came. And so this year I'm debating if I want to put out a, a, big, like a, a big invite and just get as many people there and make something out of it, like get some tents going, like some, like, party tents and just make something out of it for whatever. Just But that's up to the guys. I mean – that's just an option. I don't want to step in and say what it is, but that's, that'd be pretty cool to make that ride. Cause a lot of people come down for that. And then we ride again that weekend over closer to those guys area. So it's just a weekend of riding over the four days. And a lot of people have that Friday off, right. Cause it's good Friday. So mm. it makes it easier to show up and come. So like Colin come down and, uh, can and Curdy and Allison came down from Ottawa. Um, it was, it was a good turnout. We had a lot of fun that year. So hopefully we do it again this year and, see how many people turn out this year when's your uh your summer skag ride like your your middle of summer skag ride when is that usually we go what may 2 4 and then we either we try to get in june if we can if not then we're usually out until either end of july early august and then we usually do one ride in august <clears throat> and then september maybe <clears throat> and then october for sure like really may 2 4 and october are the for sure's and then in between there, we kind of just go along with everyone's schedule. And then, hey, Colin, what's up this weekend? Or what's up this weekend in that mm. month? Or whatever it may be. Oh, God. Chris is sending photos in the chat. I wonder if he screenshot me already. Probably making some memes or something because that's what he does best. But uh, May 2-4 was probably one of the bigger ones last year. That and Skagtober for sure. All the rest are a little bit smaller, but it's cool. I mean, they don't all need to be huge, but whoever comes shows up man it always ends up being a good time regardless yeah the next one great. i come down for I, I hope it's like a, a little bit smaller i mean i love <laughs> i love meeting new people but over 300 bikes it was a little bit uh crazy at times it was but madness man like everywhere you look it was just it was really wet this year too like that was that's the, yeah that field was the wet most wet i've ever seen it for sure i mean everyone was stuck everywhere and like at one point when me and Colin were just 
couldn't get out and then Colin lost his rear uh, rear drive so he only had front wheel drive it was hell but like I said it's still fun right and shout out to shitty 69 for uh, pulling you guys out <laughs> yeah, he pull, yeah he had to pull Colin all the way out because Colin couldn't go anywhere <clears throat> that was ruthless but we made her out. That was a solid hour at least trying to get out of there. Every two yeah. feet getting stuck. So, and that was on the edge of the field. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the middle. She was tore up everywhere. Yeah, at first it was fine. But once 300 people go tearing through that shit, it's kind of pretty much uh, toast at that point. We need to find a new field, which Colin, I guess the guys did. Uh, actually, it was Dan and Brian when we came up there. They're already in it, right? When that first field we hit. Yeah, we haven't been we haven't been in that one in a while, so it's cool to see people out there. Usually, it's really wet. But did you make it to Candy Mountain? No, we all we all went back the other way. Remember? Oh, right, and we went back to that first field, right? Yeah, the first field. Right, that was the that was the ride before then. Back at the end of August, then we went to Candy Mountain. That was with yeah, that was with ATV and Adam and Adam or sorry, Colin took us to that other field out behind Candy Mountain there, which is pretty sweet. I wish we would have made it there in Skatetober, but it would, have been, it would have been way too wet. Like, there's no way we would have been able to enter that one for sure. I wanted to go to Candy Mountains. And you guys were going one way, and then Job and uh, uh, who else headed up that way? Job and uh, Adventures This Way went to Candy Mountain. I was like, oh, I keep hearing about Candy Mountain. I really want to go, but I didn't want to separate from the group, so I just kind of – yeah, I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know Don was coming me. back to Collins, so I didn't want to get lost out there and not find you guys again. So I just Especially went with you guys. You're not from the but... area, right? You're not from the yeah. area, right? So you gotta kind of stick with the group as much as possible. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes we make it there, and sometimes we just like not go back the other way, and that's kind of what happened that ride. I think everyone was pretty much done with that field, but it was it was still a good time. I mean, you'll come back when you don't. You're going to Saskatchewan in May, you said, right? Yep. May you'll long. Be back. You'll be back in the summertime then. That's when it'll be a little bit drier. You can actually shred more fields. There's more options, more more places to ride, hopefully. I mean, based off rain too, right? You never know. But if it's a dry enough <laughs> summer, it's going get pretty good. And apparently, I can't fit 34s on this thing. Uh, I was told that it will take out my headlights. So if you run an Outlander without an actual lift kit, the 34 Assassinators, whenever you hit a bump, it'll just take out your headlights. That's why when you see guys with 34 Assassinators on their Outlander, their headlights are gone because it just grabs all your wires and it rips everything right out anyways. Yeah, I've seen a couple of our guys do that. I mean, uh, Dirty XMR, Matt, he's taking out his headlights. Jeff with the Outlander. I mean, they're all Outlander guys all taking their headlights out. Even uh, Allison, she took hers out a few times, I believe. But whatever. Who needs headlights? Put a light bar on there and call it a day. I know, but I want to get neutrinos. <laughs> what, do you, so, um, what do you have on there right now? Havocs? Yeah. When did you, I thought you bought Moto Slayers. I bought Moto Slayers and I traded them for 32-inch Havocs on an 18-inch wheel. That was quick. But I, I can't make up my mind. Sorry. Okay, not bad. I like those better. They look really good compared to uh, your crush locks. I mean, your crush locks were too small for that. It looked too skinny. But that was, even, was, was, I mean, it, 
they still work. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but for the overall look, I like the Havocs better. Those look sweet. I find it's the wheel. I found like the 14 inch beadlock. It, it made my my bike look a lot smaller. I find the big 18 inch <clears throat> wheel really brings my bike together. But I'm selling the Havocs. I, I, I still want the Slayers. I only did this deal to get the 18 inch rims because in order to get a 32 inch Slayer, you need an 18 inch rim anyways. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to sell the Havocs get the 32 moto slayers and then that'll be my trail set up and I'll probably do the cut and grooved uh 32s or 34s yeah. we'll see if i want to uh, rip out my headlights or not but yeah mike just got his 34 cut and scooping grooves together they look pretty sweet saved himself a bunch of weight so it'll be cool to see what he does with those oh I he sent me the numbers man that is nuts what mm -hmm. they do yeah i mean 16 almost 17 pounds or 17 pounds of tire almost that's pretty impressive I mean, who else has scoop tires? I think Dan has scoop tires. Brian has scoop tires. Um, obviously, Mike. I'm trying to think of who else. I know a lot of the guys up north do. Like Dan, who does Don, it. He has those, Don has Don. it. Oh, right. Don yeah. won that contest. That's pretty sweet. That's lucky. That's yeah. a good win. Imagine winning that. <laughs> Nate, Nate, he, Nate wow. he, he said that was a game changer for him. Don's a beauty, man. I mean, there's no other guy like that guy. He no. makes me laugh. 110% that guy makes me laugh. And I enjoy seeing him every time because he's funny. <laughs> Don, not sure if you're watching, but what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's – what was I going to say now? Have you ever seen uh, my buddy's lifted trike? I don't think so. Okay, look up Mr. Threads online. He's another guy. I just seen um, my buddy's comment about his being half scoops. He's got some big old 37s on a three-wheeler Honda. It's actually pretty sweet. Um, he scooped out the centers of BKTs and made them pretty sweet. Those things work like hell. And for a three-wheeler, he follows me everywhere on that thing. He's a pretty intense rider, so you can also check him out, Mr. Threads. Um, and he's also like uh, our guru for like broken studs and screws and re-threading holes and all that shit. He's one of those friends that are really good to have because he can make anything work and make anything happen and fix anything. And so he's, he's part of the group of friends I met with uh, Max. I was introduced to also Sam, bad company and Aaron at the same time. And as I got to know those guys, that's when I slowly started meeting more of the other guys and getting introduced to this, this guys. But, those are the those those four guys were the first ones I started hanging out with, and they're always good people. I mean, they're always there to help. Sam has every tool in the fucking book. Aaron has all the knowledge. <clears throat> I mean, to his knowledge, all the knowledge, and he's usually ninety nine percent of the time he figures it out. So, and Max is a part supplier. So, I mean, you have the best of all worlds right there. So, I couldn't ask for any better friends that way, right? But um, and then with the rest of the guys, you always have something to always know if one doesn't know the other guy knows and hey what's why is this happening okay check this check this oh no that's not it i've already checked that okay well check that check that all right so i mean by the end of it you're gonna get down to it you're gonna have a friend that helps you figure it out and that's what makes it even better so so rumor is you have a tattoo of max rock on your ass is that true no no that <laughs> is not true that is not true he wishes it was <laughs> It was a, a bet outside of his mouth that was never confirmed. It was 
I forget what it was. If if, if I didn't win something, <laughs> I couldn't remember exactly what it even was. If I, if I didn't win something or whatever, I had to get his name tattooed on my ass. He just said that from the beginning. Like I said, I never agreed to it, but he tells people that that's a thing. False. I think that's, a, that's the first time False. I talked to him. That was the first thing he said to me was, <laughs> tell that motherfucker to get that tattoo on his ass. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, he, he'll continue saying that, but it'll never happen. Not a chance in hell. Mine's mine's booked for the sixteenth. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh right. Oh boy. We won't oh, talk boy. about it because people don't know what what's happening. But oh, my no. ta- my tattoo is booked for the sixteenth. Are you sure? Oh, I'm hun- that was the best trip of my life, man. I'm gonna remember Yo. that the rest of my life. <laughs> That's gonna be priceless. Huh. Actually, you're actually doing that. Like one hundred ten percent, you're not fucking around. Yeah, it, it's it's booked. It's designed. It, it's gonna look crazy. It's not just gonna be what <laughs> oh, I said it was gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be dope. All right. Interesting. Involves signature. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. That'll be interesting to see. I can't believe you're actually doing that. That's pretty crazy. That. You, you guys all thought I was joking, but I, if, I, I, if I say it, it's happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, um, I got everybody's permission. You're you're going right on the taint. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're something else. That's too funny. But uh, yeah. I definitely want to try and make that trip out west. I mean, that would be fucking wicked. Since you mentioned that, it's kind of just been pondering in the back of my head while I've been talking to you here. I well, Team Team Muday is supposed to go. I, I'm not. I, I forget. I think I think Job said he was going to go. I know Don said he wanted to go. Uh, and there was a couple more people that said they were going. So we were all planning on meeting up in Ontario, and all heading out as a big group. You're all meeting up in Ontario. Sorry, I kind of skipped out there. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Job was going to go. I know Don's going. Uh, Team Muday. And there's a few more guys I talked to that said they were going. So I think it would be really cool if we all met up in Ontario and then left from Ontario together like a convoy. We all stopped at the same hotel and just made it a big 10-day party weekend. That'd be pretty wicked, considering if that's something that could be coordinated. I mean – don't expect us to coordinate anything because our guys can't coordinate a one-man parade. So um, <laughs> we'll have to figure it out another way. But, yeah, I would definitely like to plan a trip out there. That would be so sweet to go ride out west just for whatever it may be, take a week and just go and come back. I mean, it would suck to go that far and fucking break, though. That would be so shitty. I don't know what I would do, but <laughs> what do you do at that point? Bring extra parts, I guess? But, like – yeah, I, I just brought extra axles and extra belts because that's usually what I end up breaking. I mean, there's always that chance you go on any ride and something's going to fucking snap. Yeah, what was it? That one ride. Um, the, before I went to Collins in August there, I was just sitting in my garage and something made me look over my bike. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know it was one of those weird feeling things. So I went and looked over my bike. Sure enough, my front A-arms were like the, bra- the brackets where I mount were cracked and I'm separating from the frame. And I was like, well, I don't know what made me look, but I looked and I'm glad I did because I messaged everybody I knew with a welder that night. I was like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, finally, my buddy Matt was like, yo, I'm home in like half an hour. Come on by. So Matt Sigurdsson saved my ass that time. Shout out to him because I went over that night, bike on the trailer. He's in there fucking welding it up in the dark. And then we pulled it in the shop and it was pretty sweet. It all worked out. It didn't break and it's still holding solid. So 
um, yeah, it's always good to look over your bike. I mean, I get tripped for it all the time because I'm always moving plastics and making sure going over stuff and making sure, like I said, nothing's loose, nothing's broken, nothing's rattling. <coughs> I mean, I've broken a few times out there where I'm pretty much screwed and it sucks. So, I mean, I do everything in my power not to get hung up out there too bad because I don't always like to rely on people to get me out. But, I mean, we all go through it. It happens to the best of us and we do what we can. I mean, I've seen some sketchy, like some sketchy things done to get bikes out of forests. So like Dan broke his A-arm not too long ago and the guys rigged it up to get that out of the forest, driving backwards all the way out. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it on his YouTube video or not, but that was pretty interesting. And But it's like, there's always a one guy that knows what to do or how to make it work, right? Yeah. So... But no, uh, May Long is not something you guys can just say, you know what, on fucking Sunday and we leave Monday. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to go. It's, I believe it's like a 30-hour drive from Ontario because it's 48 for me and I'm 18 hours away from you guys. So that's, I mean, me and Dylan already have it planned. We got it off work. Everything is set up. So, I mean, and that's months away. So if you're coming, you guys better start talking it through and planning shit so then we can all start planning as a group. That'd be the best idea. But I gotta see if anyone's even interested. I mean, it's hard for a lot of guys with families and stuff right like that. I mean, to be gone that long is not really feasible. But like I said, maybe get lucky if there's some sort of plan in place prior, like a good time ahead. Then maybe we can get some of those guys out like Mike or Jay, Brian. I mean, I'm sure everyone would love to go. I'm, like no one would be like, no, I'm not doing that. But it's just actually making it happen. Like, Figuring out how many people we can get in a truck and gas and where we're staying and all the sh- all the shit you need to figure out all the stuff you don't really want to care about but you have to that's the stuff they got to be figuring out beforehand. Getting your bike there is the easiest part. Loading on the damn trailer and pulling it there, but it's everything along the way, right? But I definitely would love to do that. I used to travel for car shows and shit, so I mean I have no problem traveling for ATV rides or whatever it may be. That's why going three hours to see Colin is nothing. It's just and like you driving here with nothing. Right? Yeah. You came for a ride. It was, it was worth it. So, yeah, I'm definitely down to make that work. It's just, like I said, coordinating everybody. We looked into it, and it's, it's like a – from here, it's like a three-day – you can do it in easily in three days. You could do it pressed in two days if you really wanted to. That's stopping one night and sleeping. Yeah. So, we just, we just took 10 days off. You got your six days of driving, let's say, then your two days down there. And then a day or two to really recuperate and get back into reality afterwards. Yeah, that's the worst part. Always coming back from that shit. Like, man, those weekends up north are wicked. And to come home from them sucks. Because <laughs> you just, you, then you realize you just live so far from a lot of those people. And you're like, we're not going to see them again for a while. Like, when we, like, but we all come together, right? Those are the moments you look for, but it sucks. It can't be all the damn time. So it'd be I'm interesting to, to have. Go ahead. I'm trying to find a way to uh, bypass fucking Quebec. Why? Because I fucking hate Quebec. What happened? The roads? It's like you're driving F1 racing on their highways. They have every pylon cone in the world, I swear, is made there because you'd just be driving along on the highway and then it would turn into just cones everywhere and it would bring you to the other side of the highway and you'd be zigzagging through the fucking highway through their construction. They have no goddamn gas stations that are open. 
Oh yeah, I <laughs> hate guys, Quebec. <laughs> you guys ran out of gas, right? Oh man, that sucks. Wow. There's a stupid hour time limit that has never happened before, but it happened the last two episodes, and I don't know how to change it, so that's what just happened there. It said oh, your hour's out. out on you? Whatever. Yeah. All right. Fuck sakes. Well, I don't, what were we talking about? Running out of gas oh. and key back. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. And then you guys uh, cipher them out of your gas tanks of your quads. Actually, that was – I'll give you that. It was pretty clever. I mean – your only option at that point. And then it just, how far did I get you? Did I get you, got you right to the next gas station? Barely. We were on low fuel pulling into that next gas station. So it got us 52 kilometers from empty. And, and then we were, we were back on low fuel. So it didn't even show kilometers at that point, And we just made it. That's lucky. Considering it was, what time was that? Was that, was that in the middle of the night? That was at like, Two in the morning, two two thirty in the morning. That was. Damn. So our only option was waiting till like seven a.m. and calling AAA or something because there was no tow trucks open that late. There was, we couldn't find anything online of how to get the hell out of there if we ran out of gas. So. Yeah, that would have been hectic. Definitely a moment I don't want to be a part of. That's for sure. Now you know for next time to bring Jerry cans of gas. I guess. Cause... I had I had Jerry cans, but it was just empty. <laughs> gas, Why? gas was cheaper in Ontario so I brought that gas for Skagtober in case I was ripping too much and I ran out of fuel so I'm like it's like 10 cents cheaper in Ontario so I'll just fill it up when I get there and apparently I needed it <laughs> yeah I guess like, where are the beers boys <laughs> I thought it's, uh, there he is this guy wants to come out too. He keeps trying to make it out to Skagtober and the Skag Fields. He's a good distance. Like I forget where he said he's from, but the Sean guy, uh, he's got a wicked side by side. But he never seems to be able to make it. He always gets busy or some shit. Which I get it. Everyone has a life that gets busy. Doctor Pepper, Dirty Worm, that's what's up. <laughs> he knows. Eight hours away. Sorry, that's how far he is. But yeah, it'd be cool to have him. But that's the thing. Man. That's the best thing about this is the more and more people see this, it just gets bigger and bigger and you get people from literally coming from everywhere. That's pretty sweet because now you're just meeting more and more people from around. And then, um, like you got the guys come from Sudbury too, right? My buddy Adam and his boys, they're all good shit. So but what was, uh, what's your favorite thing about the community, about the ATVing or whatever? What, what do you the find? Pe- the people, man. It's definitely... The people, exactly. like, I wasn't nervous at all to come. I was excited, but I was not nervous to meet you guys. Like, I didn't know you guys through a fucking hole in the wall, but I felt like as soon as I met you, it was like we knew each other from day one. It was, I don't know, Friday was my favorite day. Like, Saturday, if you said what was your favorite day, Friday or Saturday, the actual ride day, it was Friday night partying with all you guys. So I'd come back just to do that. <laughs> Oh, I, I, 100%. That's that's the main reason why I like going up to Skagtober, or no, sorry, out, out that way to begin with. Um, meeting Colin, meeting um, Keith, Nas ATVs, and those guys, and just all the locals. I mean, Colin's got some pretty cool buddies. And then once we got out there, just 
everyone that showed up to party it just ends up being a good time more than the ride like the ride is just an extra thing yeah we go there to ride but we have more fun at the hotel or at collins always ends up being a good good show out i should say because people from all over and everyone wants to party so it's a good time Oh, the like locals that showed up Friday night. I was like, where the fuck did all these guys come from? Yeah, they're ripping in on their quads and coming. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's a good environment, man. So I like to go up there as much as I can. Even I don't even care to ride. I went up there a few times, twice this year. I didn't even ride because uh, like Colin's wedding and stuff like that. So that, that was a good extra stay, stay for an extra couple of days. And it was a good time. Up. Just being up north or that direction, I should say, away from here is just different. I mean, I love it up north. We go Muskoka or you got Huntsville, same kind of area. You go Quartha Lakes area. You got Collins Way. What's that? He said that's three. And he said maybe four oh. cigarettes so far. Okay, Chris, relax. <laughs> he was brain secretly horny for Colin. <laughs> Why you hide your name like that? People might think it's Brian or Dan. Just go on your actual account. <laughs> yeah, Chris hides behind the SO6 page. It's actually yeah. awesome for everybody. So hey look, Dan Campbell just entered the chat. That's that's the guy that actually introduced me to the reason I got to meet everybody. Actually, I only met Dan because of my good buddy Ryan. This is weird. So my good buddy Ryan that doesn't even ride, he he's like, yo, I talked to this guy, Dan Campbell, at work. He rides an ATV. Like, you should fucking – you should hook up with him or say what's up, and he'll take you riding or whatever, right? So I messaged him one day, or I, I forget how we ended up – if it was texting or Instagram or whatever it may have been, we ended up chatting it up. And he's like, yo, come ride. And this guy shows up in his big-ass freaking F-250, huge fifth-wheel trailer, pissing rain out. We load up on his trailer, and we go down to Max's. And now Max enters the chat, right? That's how I met Max. And it's because of that guy. It was fucking, that's how I got introduced to pretty much all the SO6 guys and the whole scene itself was going with Dan that one day. <laughs> to be honest, that's if I did. I don't know how long it would have been or if I even would have met some of these guys. So thank you, Dan Campbell. And thank you, Ryan, for introducing me to Dan because that's what's up. So now, I have a question for you. Uh, how do you like yep. Gator Waves? I love Gator Waves. Like, on it, like, okay, I mean, good. I love them. And that's not just because to say I have to say that. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy their waders. I, they're comfortable. They fit right. I like how they're all one boot all together. It's easy to get in and out of. Um, I had them before I was even part of them. I have, I've been running Gators since fuck, five years ago when I first bought my first set. I've bought three or four since then. Well, two then. I have two more from them now, thankfully. Um, but I got nothing to say about Finn Trail. I mean, that that's just pretty cool, too. I, I had one of their jackets before. It worked great. But for the waders themselves, my gateways, I probably wouldn't switch from those. I, enjoy, I like them, especially the Shield Series ones here where the leg pants come all the way down to the boot and stuff like that. 100%. Once I found those ones, I was like, damn, I don't think I'll change from these. They're comfortable. Oh, yeah, Gator Waders. That's I'm excited for my my bog hoodie. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, I, I'm oh yeah. I'm I'm, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> Which so one, you the and green one? Yeah, I got the green one. Like Dan. Nice, nice. Yeah, they're actually really comfortable. They're all furry inside, and they're actually wicked. Well, jackets. yeah. I love. Them. I mean, you guys wore them all Friday night, right? So it wasn't just yeah. like a riding thing. It was casual, like a, a casual, jacket. comfy. 
Yeah. So I said, you know what? That, that jacket's sick, so I'm just going to buy it. Where I'm my not... clean trail jacket that I had, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't just chill in it because it's just like no, you a can't riding just... jacket. Yeah, it's a riding jacket. So, no, I, I have the comfort in the Gatorwaders ball goodie for sure. So I'd take that over the jacket any day. I got two of them now, I think. One I usually wear riding and one I just keep as a casual. Two different colors, something different. But I didn't want to get one all fucked up, so I kept one good. Yeah, and I like the I like the pockets oh, you that your waiters have. Like the they're like the bullet where you put the bullets, but where you put your lighter and it like stays good all day. Oh yeah, that's that's because I mine technically aren't their riding line, mine's their hunting line, but I buy it because the pant leg comes all the way down. That's how I started buying those, and I think Job has them now too because he, he like he's sponsored by Gator Waiter, so I think he. Got, I was talking to them. Like, yo, you need to make a riding one like this, like with extra pockets and like pant leg all the way down. You'll sell way more because anytime anyone has seen them, they'll ask, hey, where did you get that style? I'm like, you got to look in the hunting section because they won't post them in the riding, riding like filter. You know what I mean? Like riding wear, it's not, I don't know why, but I guess they want to push that towards more of the hunting guys. But I mean, I wear them. I love them. I won't wear anything else. So not to be... If I don't have a problem with them, I don't really need to try anything else. This is where I'm at with that, right? I mean, maybe down the road, but I'm happy with them. I, I might try. I might try their waiters next. It's a good thing. I'm not, like, stuck to one company, so I can put a jacket on tomorrow and post gator waiters, and I'm not going to get in any trouble because I'm not contracted out to nope. anybody. I'll wear whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> there you go. That's that's a good thing about that as well. I mean, I enjoy it, though. They've they've done well for me or they've treated me well. They've sent me a bunch of good stuff for just tagging them. And, and they, they leave you free will. They just say post as you wish and just rep the company, rep the brand. And mm. they took care of us. Right. So, I mean, I uh, appreciative of that. I mean, but before that, yeah, just wear whatever the hell you want at that point, whatever it worked. Like I said, I had a fin trail jacket. I loved it, but I loved my waiters more. So I didn't get their waiters. Right. So, I mean, I, mm. I but yeah, I feel it. And I, I use their backpack, too. And I, I ordered the same is. hat, the hat that matches the jacket, because uh, I think Dan might have had it yeah. at Skagtober, and I loved the way it looked, so I got the hat and the jacket. I said, you know what? Screw it. Nice. And order anything else? Uh, My wife's watching, so no, I did not order anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Good answer. That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's funny. where'd you order from then? Uh, what, what was the place you said? I can't remember. Uh, it's my first ever sponsor, uh, Wheelie's Power Sports. He's like 15 minutes away from me. He just does uh, can am maintenance, motor builds. He's kind of like a crazy browner, but down Nova Scotia way. Nice. They both deal the same monster FI reflash tune. Nice. So I got a, he's hooked up because, uh, Gator Waiters just started selling the Rebco, and he's a Rebco dealer, so now he gets Gator Waiters at a good price. So I was like, perfect opportunity for me to try out that bog hoodie and just wear it. Matches my bike. You'll enjoy it. I mean, Dan will vouch for me, and so will Joe. They're, 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 good, they're great jackets. Keep you warm. Sorry. Hold on one sec. We got to go outside. I got to let my dog out. Oh, you're not going to go. It's raining. All right. So, Brandon, my phone's at 10% battery. So, do you have anybody you want to shout out before uh, we call this tonight? Nope. 
<laughs> you, know, you have nobody you want to shout out. No, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Shout out BBS Off Road. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Shout out to the boys, man. I mean, those guys are great. <clears throat> they, uh, they got me through some tough times when times were really weird and not sure what was going on. So kudos to them. They uh, they came into my life at a good time, 110%, and I've enjoyed every moment with them. So shout out to the SO6 guys and anyone I've met along the way. You guys are awesome. Uh, anybody who follows me and actually cares to see what I post, I mean, I don't give a shit anyways. I post for me, and I have fun with it. So whether you like it or not, I really don't care. But thank you to everyone who does follow along, and thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It was pretty cool. I have no worries you, at all. This is using something I do. I mean, to do this uh, – I was sitting here all day. I was like, fuck, do I really want to do this? I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to get it over with. So thank you. Really appreciate it. You made me do something that I don't usually do. So you brought me outside of that. So thank you. That's pretty cool. And I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's you and who has been on the podcast. I know it's not some big thing that goes viral and all this <laughs> shit. Like it's, I just like it because I get to hang out in the shop. I get to get drunk. I get to smoke cigarettes. And I get to talk about ATVs with some of the guys I've looked up to since I started. So it's kind of like, it's my favorite part of the week. <laughs> so the 100%. fact that you guys come on, it, it really, uh, it means a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, every time you have it on, I just throw it on in the garage and do what I do and watch it. Sometimes my buddy's here and he'll be like, he'll be like, who's that? And I'll tell him who you guys are and stuff like that. So we it, keep it up, man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the different people you have on. Hopefully you get Colin on here and maybe Job and some of the other guys and some more of the SS6 guys, man. Fucking push on them. Keep them going. Keep it up and keep going. I like to watch. It's something to do on a Sunday night when nothing else is going on. No, Job is uh, – I've already been talking to Job, and he's, he's he wants to come on. But nice. uh, just, I just need to work around his schedule. And that's well, not for time. Yeah. He's always busy. So. Well, I got to work around everybody's schedule. But, no, I'm excited to get more people on here and uh, – yeah, my last shout-out is just shout-out to Wheelie's Power Sports because he keeps me – I don't do my own maintenance, and he just keeps that bike going when I break it every ride. So, uh, massive shout-out to Wheelie's Power Sports. But th- that has been Episode 8 of the Behind the Bars podcast with BBS Off-Road or Hot Mike, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Have yourselves a good night. Thank you very much, Brandon, for coming on. I hope you have a good night, man. Later, man. Cheers. Peace. God bless. Peace out.